1: Uh, as we transition into our, our teaching portion today, uh, it's been said uh, that it is good to start at the beginning, that a great place to start is at the beginning. So that's what we want to do today, is go back to the beginning of our story. Now, not our story as the East Campus, our story as created human beings, as beings created in the image of God. And I want to start there because in that beginning, uh, we find a simple yet profound truth about our human experience, about our relationship with God that still impacts us even today. So turn with me to Genesis chapter 3. So table of contents, hang a slight right. Genesis chapter 3, Uh, and I want to begin at verse 7. Now verse 7 uh, are recording the very first events, the very first words, the, the testimony that we have immediately following the fall when Adam and Eve chose to disobey God. Verse 7 picks up right where that event took place. And so that's where we're going to begin here at verse 7. It says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. It says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid. I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. From the very beginning of our story with God, as short as it is, our sin has served to separate us from Him. Sin has served to separate us from God, now, up until this point in the human story, now that's we're only three chapters deep, right? But up until this point, uh, humans had perfect fellowship and intimacy. There was nothing between them and the Lord God, but they gave that up. They gave that up. They they pushed away, preferring their way. Adam and Eve chose disobedience. They chose sin in this moment in their relationship. Our relationship today with the Lord God has never been the same. It's never been the same. Their disobedience brought into the human experience uh, for the very first time, death and guilt and shame and that unhealthy fear, that sense of needing to hide from the Lord. Now, we celebrate and we proclaim the good news of Jesus that through his work on the cross that we can restore and have renewed relationship with the Lord, but the truth remains that sin still has a separating power in our life, in our walk with the Lord. So as we continue in our teaching series, if we would say that God does indeed seem silent, we must ask ourselves the searching and yes, hard question, is there sin? Is there sin? Have I separated or hidden myself from his voice? Is there sin? I want to welcome you back to our teaching series, When God Seems Silent. When God Seems Silent. Uh, Throughout this series, we're seeking to understand how to approach life when it appears that God is not speaking or when it would seem that He is silent. Uh, There are times in history when God was literally silent, when there was nothing coming, but we believe on this side of the the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus that he is never actually silent today, that he longs to speak to us, he longs to be in relationship with us, and and he speaks to us in many different ways, And, and, and through his word and through his spirit living inside of us, and yes, even through the church, God has not left himself Without a witness in our world. Uh, We began last week this series uh, with perhaps the most basic question to ask ourselves if we would say that God seems silent, and that is quite simply are you listening? Are you listening? Not, Not haphazardly or passively, but are you really listening? You see, because listening is never a passive activity. It requires intentionality and and, and purpose on our part. And so we would understand that it may be if God seems silent, it is because we have stopped acting to hear him. It may be because we've stopped acting to hear him. Maybe you would say today, "I, I am trying. I am trying to hear Him. I am trying to lean in. I'm coming to church more than I've ever been in church before. I'm praying. I'm trying to serve others. I'm giving of my means. And preacher, I even joined a life group. That might be you today. You might be saying, I am trying. And there's a very humbling and sobering reality that despite all of those things, those good and great things that sin can still serve to separate us, from God's voice, to make him appear as if he isn't speaking. Our teaching text today is found in Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 1, and that's where we will begin. Isaiah 59, the text is on the screen. It says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear but your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. From the beginning of our story in the garden to today, sin separates us from God. And one of our biggest challenges, one of the biggest problems that we can face is that we will grow comfortable With our sin, we'll grow comfortable and we'll even begin to think that we can have relationship and fellowship with God and embrace sin at the same time. We grow comfortable in that tension, but the reality is that if we are willing to accept sin in our life, if we're willing to try to stand one foot in the world and one foot in relationship, that we must also accept God's silence as a part of our journey we to think we can embrace sin in him we must also accept a silence so today friends I would ask you the question are you ready to step out of the silence are you ready to step back into that intimacy that oneness with him let's pray together Lord um, We were created for fellowship with you. God, we were created to help you, to labor with you in stewarding creation, to have intimacy with you, Lord, but sin serves to separate. And so, God, today we want to address the separation. We want to address the silence, Lord, the places where we have embraced sin and separated from you. And so, God, we're asking today that you would search our hearts. Lord, speak to us. Show us those places where we're holding back. God, we want to be in fellowship with you. Search our hearts, Lord. Speak to us. Hold our hearts and our minds captive this morning as you speak. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. As we would begin to try to unpack this topic a little bit more as of sin being the ultimate silencer, it's probably worth our time to clarify maybe what we're not talking about. Let's set that aside first. Uh, when we talk about the sin that separates us from God, we're really not talking about the accidents and the mistakes and the mishaps of our daily journeys with him. So, so this is not referring to that time this week when you lost your cool at the kids or the co-workers and had to go back and apologize. That That's not this. It's not that bad word you shouted at the driver on 33 on your way to work. That, that's not what we're talking about here. Now, now let's be clear. Those things matter, and they're a part of our story. But in, in fellowship and communion with him, God's Spirit is working with us, and we ask for repentance for those things, and we're seeking to grow in intimacy with him. So when we talk about sin as the silencer, what we're talking about is willful, is chosen sin. The, the, the things that we're holding on to, we're intentionally deciding that we are refusing to let go of despite what God would have for us. That's the sin that separates and silences. You see, it's the things that we know that the Lord God is calling us to change through His Word and through teaching and through life together. We know God is calling us to change, to let go, but we just aren't willing to. We prefer our way, we prefer our taste maybe even. We prefer our thinking over His and we just won't let go. We're holding that thing between us and God. We're holding on to our preferences, elevating us over Him. And as we understand that, those things we're holding on to, those choices, those preferences, will always be a barrier to true intimacy with God. If we would rewind just a little bit in our teaching text to Isaiah 58, go back one page maybe in your copy of Scripture, you're going to see a little bit that that's what God's people were doing in this text And so Isaiah 58, verse 2, this is the Lord speaking through the prophet. He says, for day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. I want us to pay close attention here because God's going to reveal that things were not as they seemed. Let's pick up in the latter half of verse 3. It says, yet, on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and striking each other with wicked fists. You're talking about a church conflict. They're trying to come to worship and it's breaking out in a fist fight. So you're quarreling and you're strife and striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard. You see, they, they were coming. They were doing all the right motions. But yet, as soon as they would turn away, they were going back, preferring injustice, preferring unrighteousness. They were exploiting other people. They were getting into arguments and fist fights together. And the Lord says, no, you, you cannot, even though you're seeking me, you cannot expect to be heard embracing sin like that. Even though they were worshiping, it might have looked okay on the outside. They were still embracing sin. In our terms today, you might say they were going to church on Sunday and living how they wanted to on Monday through Saturday. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. You can't seek me like that. You can't embrace that sin. You can't have a heart that's inclined away from me and expect to have communion. Sin separates us from God's presence. And so that's the context we step into in chapter 59 of our teaching text. You see there in verse 1 it says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor His ear too dull to hear. You see, the, the people were thinking that because they were praying, they were doing these things, and God wasn't moving, they said, well, what's the matter with God? Can't He do this? And he said, no, 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 no. God is not the issue here. His arm is plenty strong enough. But look at verse 2. He says, your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden His face from you so that He will not hear. When we choose to live our way, when we choose to hold back from the Lord, we cannot experience intimacy with Him. Anything, no matter how good or how seemingly harmless it is to us, anything we embrace instead of the Father will serve to separate us. will serve as a silencer in our relationship with Him. And his verse 1 says, That distance and that silence... It's not the Lord's fault. It's mine and it's yours when we embrace that. I've talked uh, a number of times about my journey, about my story of coming to the Lord and things that I've held between myself and the Lord. Um, I, there was a time, there was a long time uh, when, when I did the Sunday thing. You know what I mean? Like I show up to church and, and I, I could act like I was worshiping. I could, you know, I knew, I knew how to navigate the church culture and not be called out. But as soon as I hit the parking lot, I was gone. You understand? I, I didn't care for relationship with the Lord. There was a long season of my life like that. But, but as I returned to the Lord through his grace, and there, there were barriers to intimacy that I struggled to let go of. You see, I stepped into that relationship, and and I could sense him calling to make some changes in my life. And and music, you know, there's many of these things that we could have all day, but music was one big one for me. Like what I I listened for, and I I hate to keep picking on Caleb, I've said it, but like I used to think that was so terrible. Like one single genre of music forever on repeat. Caleb, like, come on, Lord, you can't possibly want me to listen to that stuff. You, you see, I was pushing back. I had my preferences of, of, of style and different things, and I was just like, Lord, I, I prefer this. But he, he, he didn't let up. And so finally, I knew there was some part of him I couldn't have, and so I surrendered it. I surrendered and it. And fast forward however many years ago from that that was, but now I have a serious XM trial in my car. And so I've been able to find a few of the stations that had some of my old CDs in them. Now, some of you young people have to Google what a CD is, but I love you. I had a CD case, right? And now I found them on Sirius. And so I start listening to these things, and I'm like, good night. How did I ever listen to this? Because, you see, I hear those lyrics now, and I'm like, how did I ever think this was okay? But, you see, in that moment, all I could see was my preference. But God knew something that I didn't. And he was asking me to let go of it. Alcohol was another one for me. I I sensed the Lord was asking me, again, I sensed this separation, right? Like there was a level of intimacy, there was a closeness I couldn't experience. And I felt the Lord was asking me to talk about, to address alcohol in my life. Now, I, I liked it, I'm sorry. I didn't think I had a problem. You see, it wasn't about quantity. It was just a beer or two a day. What's the big deal? The world says it's okay. I like it. Well, I argued with the Lord for about a year. I'm a slow learner. And I finally, again, just sensing that this was something important to God, I said, fine, we'll try it your way for 30 days. I recommend a more grace-filled prayer, but it'll work. So 30 days, right? And it was in that time slot that even though I still would have preferred to turn back, the Lord starts revealing to me, it's not about the quantity, son. It's about what you're doing with it. You see, I was using a substance to deal with anger, to deal with stress, to deal with all of those things rather than bringing it into intimacy with God. I was holding on to that and I couldn't embrace Him. And He needed me to let go of it so that I could see it. Anything we hold on to separates us from God. And I can look back and we could take the afternoon and I could point to you to more stories and more things. But I can tell you, friends, that on the other side of that surrender, on the other side of that yes to Jesus, there was a season of fervor, of renewed relationship with intimacy with the Father that surpassed what I was clinging to. And that's on the other side of your surrender today, friends, is life to the full, intimacy with Him. You see, we get so hung up thinking about the thing. Well, the preacher said, don't listen to music. All the preacher said, no. I, I, the preacher's saying, get in love with Jesus. You see, we get so distracted by the thing, we miss the call. You see, it's the call to fellowship. Oh, boy. If you would be here today and you would say that maybe, maybe God does seem silent to me, maybe you would say that, that may, my relationship's just stagnant, it's, it's a little boring. Friend, is there something you're holding on to? Is there something you're embracing, knowing God is calling you to do something? You might be here today and go, okay, okay, how do I know? How do I know? How can I identify what that is? First, it, it, it's, it's got to be God's grace. He's going to show you. He's going to lead you. But w- w- what are some things? So, so, Lord, search right now. Lord, search our hearts at 1105. Lord, search our hearts right now. Search our hearts. So what are some of those things as the Lord is searching us? I just tried to think back to some of my story and some of the things that I wrestled with. And, and maybe these are kind of like check engine lights in our journey. You might think of something, a check engine light would be an area of your life that you get defensive over. I'll never forget uh, sitting across the table. I told you Nazarenes like to eat, okay? Uh, I was sitting across the table from Pastor Jim Harris, and I loved this man. I loved him, and I respected him. But when he confronted me, when he called me out on an area of sin in my life in love, I reared up like a banny rooster. Something inside of me swelled up with anger and wanting to strike back. I was defensive over something in my life being defensive. It's a warning. It's a warning. Maybe maybe there's a certain topic that immediately you want to tune out. You you hear a podcast or a sermon or you're, you're in your devotions and you read that topic and something in your mind just says, nope. Pay attention to those things of those things. Maybe it's, it's something you're making excuses for. I, 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 only, I only do this because of X, Y, Z. Well, it's, it's because my upbringing or it's, it's because of if I wasn't so stressed, if I wasn't so busy, fill in the blank. Is there something we make excuses for? Maybe it's something in your life that you feel guilty about. That every time you hear that word or you you hear that topic, you get that knot in your stomach, right? Your heart sinks a little bit because you know that you know it's not right. Denial is another check engine light, right? A a sign of of something happening there can be denial that I'm denying there's a problem. I'm I'm really denying that it's it's a big deal. I'm denying that the Lord's calling me. I'm shifting the blame even. Denial. Maybe I'm trying to shift the blame so I can justify my actions. Maybe today uh, you you don't need a list to to help you understand what it is. Maybe you know what that sin is. You know what that separation is and you hate it. And you hate it, but, but this whole time you've been trying to deal with it yourself. Instead of just coming in humility before the Lord. Maybe you know what it is. As the band makes their way forward. Any of those things. Whatever check engine lights if you will are on on your dash this morning. Whatever those things are. God is longing. He is desiring. He is calling out to you today to come near to Him. To step out of the silence and into intimacy. And friends, I've sat through enough of these services to know that there's an enemy that starts working the crowd. He he, he likes to slip in and say something like, this ain't for you. He's not talking about that. You've got time. You're young. You can get your life straightened out later. God's really not upset about that. It's it's a secondary thing. You see, there's an enemy to your soul, to every one of us. And he will do anything and everything in his power to keep you from intimacy with God. The scriptures say that he has come to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's going to do that by any means necessary. That sin, he might just leave you alone. He might make you prosper in it, but he's still got you. That sin might be wrecking your life. It doesn't matter. It's coming from the same source. The person, the enemy has come to to kill and destroy you. And he's whispering those things. That says he ain't talking about that. You've got time. Maybe he's even heaping on the shame this morning. And saying, no, 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 you've you've blown it so many times. This ain't for you. God can't possibly forgive you. Look how many times you've messed up. Maybe that's his tactic today. Friends, I'm, I'm begging you today, don't listen to that voice. Listen to the Holy Spirit saying, come, my child. Come, son. Come, daughter. Find healing and wholeness. Friends, what you need to know today is that there is hope. From wherever you at, when you turn to the Father, there is hope. There's hope. Let's look at 1 John. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. It says, if we confess our sins, if we will cry out to Him, if we'll confess what we do, if we'll come out of the hiding, if we will confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You see, God not only wants to forgive you and restore that intimacy, He wants to purify your heart and set you on the way of righteousness. Friend, this will change the trajectory of your story. And what does He say? He says, confess. Repent. Turn the other way. Leave it. Change the music channel. Stop buying the beer, whatever it is. Leave it. and Try it. Uh, you just gotta do it. You just gotta do it. Say, I, I can't I can't do this for you. The person to your left or to your right can't do this for you. You have to come and confess. You have to, in your heart, seek Him to step out of that silence. And so we're just going to take time to do it. To do it. Um, we're going to pray. You, you can bow your head. You, you can uh, uh, treat this first row of chairs as the altar today. If you just want to take a step, literal step out of the silence and just say, God, I'm coming. You can do that. The band's just going to play silently, and I want you to pray. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. This is an intersection of grace in your story today. Don't miss it. So they're going to play for a couple minutes, and we're just going to be silent. I'll come back up, and we'll close. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. The life he's got for you on the other side of your surrender is so much better. So much better. Lord, we need you. We need you. Let's pray. keep praying keep talking to the Lord don't miss this Lord uh, we need you Lord there's there's a longing within us that, that you built you designed to be united with you so God that's what we want you want more than I want anything Lord may that be true of our hearts today God search us show us any offensive. the enemy in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would silence his voice. God, that you would speak louder and clearer. Lord, that we would know your call. Lord, forgive us for for getting so hung up on the thing that we've missed the relational aspect. moment of grace God thank you for your voice Uh, the band's going to play Um, you can stand and worship you can sit, you can still come forward just commune with the Lord don't miss it don't miss it